Tapes, Tapes, a <laughs> podcast about old movies from our childhood-ish. Our Who Are We? Well, my name's Evan William Crockett, and this is my trusty co-also host. <sighs> I'm Josh. Joshua Bleep Bleep. <laughs> Hi. Hey. hey. Well, yes, this is Josh. He and I are best friends. I live here in the beautiful Portland, Oregon. Uh, Josh lives in Chicago. We're childhood best friends. We've been best friends Wicker since... Park. Since... Shout out to Wicker Park. We've been best friends since high school and into the beyond, into the ether. We come together once a week. We watch a movie from our childhood, and then we talk about it. At the end of the episode, we give them a rating of either Be Kind and Rewind or Eject and Reject, denoting whether they're worth your time or whether they're simply a wreck. Ooh, laying it down. How are you doing, Evan? I'm doing okay. I never ask you how you're how you're doing at the beginning of this. I'm doing okay. You, you know, he, here in Portland, Oregon, we 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 just get all of our knickers in a twist if the air quality index goes above or goes below 100. So <laughs> as long as it's Wait, unhealthy, goes below it. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it's out of like. Actually, I don't know how high the scale goes, but well, you guys are finding the ceiling. Like right now, yeah. So we we definitely found found the ceiling. Um, but yeah, when it's when it's below one hundred, it's only unhealthy for uh, at risk groups. So, but what did you tell me? You weren't even able to exercise inside. <laughs> yes, they told when it was above anything above two hundred, and they're like, "Don't exercise inside." This is really topical because all this happened like a <laughs> month and a half. Ago. Oh yeah, uh, this is. Uh, hopefully, it's happening again, so oh. that it's relevant for the podcast. Because oh, that's the way that my brain works. <laughs> wait, 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 Evan. Have you heard of Among Us? The I video game. Yeah, I have heard of it, but I have not played it's, it. I. It's the first video game I've actually tried that's popular in like fucking years, and it's really fun. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of people that are on it. Well, speaking of what's speaking of what's popular and good and cool in the world, welcome to the podcast, Morgan. Hi, y'all. <laughs> Holy shit! Oh my gosh, you're we, real. We actually booked our ad read person. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were just like a. Uh, I thought we like hired somebody to do like a like a Siri voice. No, you you two have a genuine fan. The the pres yes everybody the president of the tapes 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 fan club and my wife we we bow in your presence and in your grace yeah oh well oh, I'm shit. I'm groveling at your feet so it's a competition I don't know who can get lower <laughs> you can get lower because you're smaller <laughs> I can I can get pretty flat to the ground I bet I can get pretty flat I'm gonna try it I, I trust Josh can get the flattest <laughs> you trust no 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 don't do it you're gonna hurt yourself I'm pretty flat. Oh my god, that sounds horrible. I, yeah, I I well, I'm pretty proud. Thank of you, Morgan, for being here this week, being our wonderful guest. Do you want to tell the lovely folks what we watched this week? This week we watched 1992's A League of Their Own, directed by Penny Marshall. Directed by Penny Marshall. Marshall. Starring Tom Hanks. We've got Gina Davis. We've got Rosie O'Donnell. We got other names. Like, yeah, we got Madonna in this one. Friend of the podcast, Madonna. I love you, girl. This is a, a classic 90s um, baseball women movie. 
<laughs> wow, we're really we're really setting ourselves up for we're equipped to talk about this movie critically. Well, <laughs> baseball women. Baseball. <laughs> and we we watched it really in response to a request from Evan because he did not feel comfortable oh. watching and reviewing this movie without a woman's perspective on the podcast. That's true. That so is here bad. I am as a woman. I forget which episode it is, but I, I did say we needed to bring Morgan on whenever we went and, and reviewed A League of Their Own. But uh, Oh, you did say that. Before, I remember something. Before we get into, Morgan, your wonderful childhood memory of this movie, Josh, you want to hit him with a synopsis? Oh. Oh, yeah, I actually have one prepared because uh, look at you. I guess I just chose to be. Thank you. Look at uh, you. How about some positive reinforcement for Joshy? Oh, oh, I feel so loved. I really can't fuck this one up. Well, <laughs> uh, um, all right, uh, here we go. Synopsis. That's Oh, this one's uncredited. Ooh. Two si- yeah, two sisters, Kit and Dottie, Lori Petty and Gina Davis, participate in the Women's Baseball Association along with other girls on the Rockford Peaches with interesting and drunk manager Jimmy Dugan, <laughs> Tom Hanks. <laughs> Wild. I want to play more roles that are interesting and drunk. Oh my god! What, what, what roles that when you're going in casting, we're just uh, interesting drunk. <laughs> I like that. Uh, okay, uh, Tom Hanks and Wild Girl May. Well, oh God, I'm gonna butcher this. May Moradebeto, Madonna. Yeah. Uh, they Madonna. They find themselves surrounded <laughs> with drama and troubles. Ooh, thank you for that for that uncredited synopsis, Josh. Yeah, nobody took credit for that. I wrote that. <laughs> Steal from Beautiful. the best. Yeah, you did such a good job. You you really you. Uh, imbibed the spirit with your interesting drunkenness. Um, well, Morgan, do you want to... So this, I'll pull back the curtains a little bit. We, we wanted to have Morgan on the podcast, and I was like, we should do a league of their own, because Morgan actually introduced this movie to me several years ago. Was it in the Aww. context of watching for a movie night, or we just were like, you just were like, oh, you've never seen it? It's really good. You know what's funny, and I've, I've told you this already, uh-huh. I don't remember watching this movie with you, and I am 50% convinced that you watched it with an ex. I don't believe that that's possible. Damn! We're cooking with oil <laughs> so quick. I no no because I've definitely only seen it within the last how long have we been together? Seven years. Seven years. I've only seen it within the last seven years for sure. I promise. I I would never go get a mistress just so that I could watch a league of their own without you. I don't know. I wouldn't put that past you getting a mistress. Not not for anything too sinister. Just mm. watching. Can you just come watch a league to of their watch own nineties movies together? <laughs> okay. Well. Well. Anyway, that that's my. Well, there goes my memory of this movie. My memory of it is that Morgan you don't get a memory. <laughs> introduced no, me to it, I but um, but I, it's possible that I'm wrong. I do have the memory span of the common goldfish. Um, but it, oh, it nev- an uncommon goldfish. A very you, special goldfish. A rare goldfish. Ha- hashtag boldfish. Um, 
Well, I associate this movie with you because I thought you introduced me to it. <laughs> Do you want to tell the folks what your what your memory of this movie is, your childhood memory of it is? Well, I I owned this movie on VHS. I watched it many times. I I wouldn't call it one of my favorite movies today. I don't know that it even would make my top 10 of important movies in my childhood. However, watching it this time around, I noted that I was anticipating everything as it was about to happen. So clearly I watched it enough times to mostly memorize it, at least on a gut level. The memory that is coming to mind for me is my memory of feminist summer camp. So I watched this movie when I went to feminist summer camp when I was about nine years old. And was it called feminist summer camp? It was feminist summer camp. It might have had... (laughs) Oh my gosh. It might have had some other name and then... Our subtitle was Feminist Summer Camp. Yeah. Um, I want to know about Feminist Summer Camp. I thought that you might ask about Feminist Summer Camp. (laughs) So my mom found a Feminist Summer Camp. And I remember at Feminist Summer Camp, we often started the day with an En Vogue dance party. And I also remember during Feminist Summer Camp making popcorn and putting herbs on it. Which was a revelation Ooh. for me. Oh. Um, I don't eat popcorn anymore because of Crohn's disease, yes, but I uh. am still a proponent of herbs on popcorn. I think whatever herbs you have, if you have paprika, if you have thyme, if you have basil. Oh my God, this sounds like a serious. Put it on your popcorn. Serious snack. I wish we had some of that right now. I might yeah, I might eat I, a couple corn. No, rolls. don't do it. Um, <laughs> you're gonna you know, I'm not gonna and, I, I, Yeah. Yeah. So that, that sounds... those are those are some of my memories. Dude, sign of, me up for feminist, feminist summer, camp. summer camp. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> sounds amazing. I I remember watching A League of Their Own in Feminist Summer Camp. Um, the camp counselors asked if anybody had it on VHS because they wanted to watch it as a group and they reminded us that we can go to our community first for resources and I raised my hand and I proudly said I have a league of their own on VHS and so I brought it in and this is my first memory I think of having a critical conversation in a group about a movie. Oh, wow. Wow. So I'm kind of bringing it full circle by talking about it again with you two today. 20 and some odd years later. Wow. Um, One thing that I, I find really striking is that I remember three of the questions that the camp counselors asked us. And, oh, okay. And I was only nine okay. years old, but I remember three of the questions. One of the questions was, why did a man get top billing? In this movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. Why do women not play professional baseball today? And by today, I mean yeah. 90s, but also today, well, to, 2020. Yeah, I, was, I was even thinking well, about that while we were watching it. I was like, where is the f- women's M- MLB? Like, And my, my final, the final question that I remember is that they 
asked us what was happening in the scene without dialogue in which there is an African-American woman who comes forward from an African-American group to the side of the diamond and she picks up a ball that has gone foul and Gina Davis kind of gestures so that she can receive the ball in her mitt and they're all kind of expecting this woman to you know barely make it to Gina Davis and then the woman throws it really hard and fast way past her to somebody else yeah she's got an arm and I remember what all three of those questions, I had watched this movie many times and all three of those things had gone way over my nine-year-old head. And I really appreciate that those camp counselors made us think about those things. Yeah. Wow. Well, that well, that's amazing. Thanks, thanks it for sets us up very well for uh, for this podcast. That's wonderful. yeah. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, I. Does it feel like you're truly coming full circle, starting your first critical conversation about movies at a feminist summer camp, and it's coming full circle to a podcast run by two white guys <laughs> that needs a female to come on just to talk about the movie? Because that's that's Definitely. that's a poetic justice well, of 2020. I don't know what is it is. The, this is the pinnacle of critical thought in 2020. For oh, sure. Yeah. You heard I, it here, I have folks. arrived <laughs> finally. <sighs> Josh, uh, w- what was your what was your history with this movie? I I think you've seen it before, but was this a, a rewatch? Was this a um... This was a re- this was a rewatch. I definitely don't have as much of a history with this movie. I saw it when I was young, don't remember it. Then I saw it in high school, like in school. No. I don't know what class it was, okay. but I remember being at TAM, and maybe it was just like a rainy day movie or something, but right. we watched it, Yeah, and it was like, damn, okay, this is this is great, this is great, and then... Uh, was it uh, in but a also, similar, was it in kind of a similar context, like a, hey, like maybe it was even social studies? Do you remember that may, at all? You know, I don't remember a critical conversation happening after the movie. Yeah. So I Probably get the feeling it rainy, I, rainy day recess. Then I watched it in like after that every once in a while with like friends, but like it came up a lot in educational situations, like that situation, but also in college. I think because like theater program, you know, the theater program I was in. Like I watched it to like study it in the theater department that I was in, uh-huh. just to like. As like as like a feminist film, and also as like a critical film. But then when we did, we did like film acting classes, or we did something with film, and like that scene with Tom Hanks, and there's there's no crying in baseball. Mm-hmm. Like I feel oh, like yeah. that scene yes. just like came up every five minutes. Either somebody like <laughs> talking about the acting in it, or like recreating it just for fun or like oh i want to do that scene for something like it just came up all the time yeah i mean that's such an uh, iconic I, line there's no crying in yeah. baseball mm. yeah and yeah and then everything else that happens after that but it hasn't really come up for me much i haven't revisited this since essentially college uh hmm. so this was a little bit of a fresh take for me nice well i'm well i'm glad that we glad that we we decided on watching it, and thanks again, Morgan, for for sharing your 
your childhood memory of the movie. Um, and disproving Evan's memory of this uh, completely. That was very good. <laughs> if, if any of Evan's exes are listening, if you'd like to write in and say, hey, that was me, um, please <laughs> it would, do. It would only 88 be tapes, Hannah. Baby it wouldn't be any of the other ones. <laughs> any of the multitude of can other you, ones. Can you just really quickly name all of them really quick? First and last. Oh, gosh. I don't even know. There's enough time in this episode. (laughs) Evan, I can't see you, but I can feel the sweat coming through the microphone. Um, Oh, this is fun. Well... That's that's it. I I think that we're rearing to get into... um, into our impressions of watching League of Their Own in 2020. Um, we'll be right back after a very short break from a very familiar voice. Oh, who could it be? Maybe it won't be familiar. Maybe it will be. Who knows? Because I can't hear it before it's uh... Hey, y'all. Season three is here, and we are extremely proud to now be sponsored by Audible. Audible is the leading platform for audiobooks. If you're listening to this podcast, we know you love having entertainment shoved into your ear holes. And Audible has a nearly endless catalog, including podcasts, theatrical performances, comedy, and Audible originals you won't hear anywhere else. Download Audible on the platform of your choice. Listen to titles on or offline. You can even listen on one device and resume listening on another device at the exact same spot. Want to listen to the audiobook of Matilda by Roald Dahl, featured on episode 36? Of course you do. Then visit audible.com slash tapes, tapes, tapes for a free trial. You'll be supporting the show and getting your nostalgia fix. Once again, that's audible.com slash tapes, tapes, tapes for your first free audiobook. Thanks, loyal listeners. All right, now let's get back to the show. All right, we're back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Tapes, Tapes, Tapes. Um, Well, Morgan, because you're the guest, what was it like to watch this movie in your eyes with me for the first time? (laughs) My eyes with you for the second time. Wait, you were watching it through Evan's eyes? This is getting creepy. Yeah, we have like a... We're very close. We have a stance that we like to assume when we watch these movies. Wait, can I just, before we get into, like, the, like, Morgan's thoughts, I just want to know, like, how did you guys watch? Were you, like, sitting on a couch? Were you, like, yeah. chilling? We, like, we sat on our... About it. Thank you. We, we sat on a couch. Um, it's a love seat rather than a full-size couch. Yes. It's blue. It is blue. Um, okay, thank you, thank you. Details, it was in the details. living room. I, I rubbed Ooh. Morgan's feet. While we watched Aww. it. He is an excellent feet rubber. We have a very Ooh, transactional I marriage. I rub her feet and she scratches my back before we go to bed. It's a trade-off. Yeah. Wow. Does that set the scene enough for you, Josh? <laughs> it both sets the scene and the, the sense of the, the most ideal like suburban situation. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. This it. episode's sponsored Domestic by Chevrolet. Place. Oh, Chevy Suburban. <laughs> That one's just for oh, that joke was just for me and my dad. All right, <laughs> Morgan, what'd you think Thanks, upon Bill, upon watching it? I love this movie. I also suspect that part of the reason it might not have been as well received by critics as it was by audiences is that 
it is kind of gratuitously sentimental. Um, mm. it, it really seems to not give you a chance to breathe. It wants you to cry. And I did notice as I was watching the movie, even having seen it so many times, there was a lump in my throat the entire time. Mm. Um, yeah. I think in, in an ideal film, for me, a movie... Uh, does give you a chance to process those moments and those moments become a little bit more important um, once given the room to really be. That said, I still love this movie. I still found myself connecting a bit with what resonated with me as a child. I know for me watching it, I was particularly drawn as a kid to the characters Marla and Doris. And I think that's in part because when I was a pre-adolescent, I was really struggling with what it meant to be a girl and what it meant to be becoming a woman when I didn't feel that my worth was widely recognized. I had a, mm -hmm. I had a sense mm -hmm. that I was not conventionally attractive. I had already been called fat. I just I was really looking for role models of women who were able to be themselves and to be valued. And I saw this in that movie back then. I think watching it now as an adult um I I appreciate those things and also see that those characters were redeemed by having some kind of extraordinary skill. And I think that women are worthy even if they don't have an extraordinary skill. Um, and I think that, that women can be honored in more kind of complex ways than they are in the film. Mm. Um, and even so, I, I appreciate what it did for me at the time. I think the only other movie that I watched as a kid that did the same thing was um, the original Hairspray, directed by John Waters. So, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. watch, a... watching that movie, watching A League of Their Own, I really felt myself uplifted as a little girl. Wow. Well, that's, that's lovely. That's lovely. Yeah, thank you. I, I think... We don't have anything to add to that, do we, fellow white man? <laughs> <laughs> Critically, this movie is bogus. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, from from my perspective, watching it, um, I think the the thing to me that is really impressive about this movie is how well it it holds up, um, and I think that part of that is that they really they really went for it with the sexist language. Like calling it, you know, the girls' baseball league, and like, you know, all. If you look at every way that that men talk to women in this movie, um, just throughout the whole thing, and like the way that they're dressed and the way that they're treated, um, I mean, it's a period piece, really. Even though it's a comedy, um, and they really they really take that seriously. They don't like, they don't wash over that at all. Um, so I, I think that from that perspective, it's it's really good. Like I, I get what I, I I think I get what the critics are saying with like yeah it's sentimental and and you know 
overly charming. It's got a, it's only got a 78% on Rotten Tomatoes, which I'm kind of surprised at. Um, given the star power that's in this movie and given that it is so quality, um, that doesn't really make any sense to me. And you know what? I like wholesome and charming and fun stuff. Like, I like that it that it has that charming quality. To, like, right when it started, you know, with with the older woman, um, you know, who, who we learn later on is, is Gina Davis, like, it just is so wholesome, and she's meeting all of her old friends, and um, and then when Gina Davis and her sister are like playing together, and John Lovitz comes out, like even that whole part is, is very like kooky and very very charming. Um, I don't know. I just I I went along for the ride. I really loved it, um, and yeah, Josh, you'd better have loved it too. <sighs> We're Pressure's really on. we're setting you up for a contrasting Pressure's opinion. On. Yeah, I know. It, well, the whole the whole nation of of you know people in Morgan's position, where like they had one movie they can watch as a kid that like had some kind of female representation in like a sports situation. Like, yeah, fucking suck. <laughs> <laughs> Why were there more, more fight moves? This is a '90s movie. No, I I uh, you know. I mean, I guess I'll start with the the kind of the sentimental nature of the movie. I didn't really cap feel that quite as much because I haven't seen this movie enough times where I felt like I was really like taking in all of the moments. So I was actually pretty I was buying into a lot of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, probably a similar situation to Morgan where, you know, she said she was like on the brink or like tearing up like that was happening a lot for me, too. Mm-hmm. Like I was I was pretty sold on a lot of it. I think what it was for me is that this felt very like underneath it all it felt very like apple pie like mm-hmm. patriotism mm-hmm. Mm, like, yeah sure everybody's do like you know it's about it it's about like you know all these women like coming together to do something like that they're the nation is telling them not to do but underneath it all it just feels like every everything's like we got to win the war you know do it for the boys and even when uh what's his name shows up as her husband oh uh, bill uh, Pullman. Bill Pullman, aka not, Emilio Estevez. I was gonna say Emilio <laughs> Estevez. God damn it! Oh, never gonna figure that one out. It feels just so like, kind of like that antiquated, like this is all like perfect America kind of stuff. Yeah, Americana for sure. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, critically speaking, it's. I loved it just because I think this is one of the few movies that we watched where. Like, the ending moments of the movie, which is, like, a big celebration, is, like, just a room full of, like, 50-year-old women having a great time and <laughs> celebrating and laughing and singing. Yeah. Like, I feel like I see so few yes. movies, let alone mo- movies from the 90s, that are, like, putting, like, what society would deem as, like, let's re- It's funny because Sienna and I were watching the pilot of Baywatch uh, a while back, have either of you seen that before? <laughs> no, no. Should but, we? But you, okay, you I, told me that absolute, I should watch it. Absolutely recommended. But in in it, there's a there's one of the actors, the main people on Baywatch, has a wife, and the wife is like the actor's age. They're both in like their forties, and the wife is like, you know, she's not like some, you know, she's a little bit more wise and like serious and like all these things. And it's a really great episode. And then the next episode, 
they recast the wife to just be like some 20 year old like kind of like it's really clear like we just needed somebody hot to like put in the movie even though this was like Mm. an amazing actor she was so good yeah and i feel like this is like one of the few times in like that era where they were just like i see a movie and it's like no this is just gonna be it's not eye candy. Right. It's not like for you. It's just let's fucking have them like have a moment of celebration for like more than five seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was like my favorite part of the movie. That's definitely something that we, uh, you know, and, and I've I was reflecting on this when the the most recent episode that that came out for for our our lovely listeners was um, was Die Hard, and you know one of the things that that our guest on that episode Cody mentioned was like you may want to look at some of the movies that you've been watching because it's true. Like a lot of the movies that we've been watching don't have, and this is, these are like the, the movies that made up Josh and I's childhood and they just don't have a strong feminist message, like straight up at all. Strong. Any, any message besides like us. Yeah. Like it's Mm -hmm. cool to be a white kid and your dreams will come true. You'll get everything. I just love the chemistry in this movie. Like this it has movie, fantastic chemistry. Yeah. Oh my god, Rosie O'Donnell and uh, Madonna. Like I could just watch a spinoff of them. Oh, definitely. agreed. Yeah. Yes. They they would they would have their own YouTube channel and they would have over a million subscribers today. <laughs> like the chemistry of that whole team was just and you know I it sucks because that I feel like all though that team is so strong and so like all those people balance each other out and it's almost a curse that tom hanks is in this movie because Mm. he's tom i mean it's tom hanks he's like a good actor and like he gets all these little moments that totally steal the show and Mm. totally steal like i don't think it like uh, negatively impacts like some of the scenes but like I don't know. I was watching it this time and going like watching like these great scenes and then like he'll come on and like totally nail like this one little moment. But I'm like, oh, but I don't want to be thinking about that moment right now. I want to be thinking about like what's happening on the on the baseball diamond. I mean, I, I love Tom Hanks, so I, I was OK with it. <laughs> this is this is one of my favorite Tom Hanks roles. I think that he yeah, gets I mean, it's- he gets a chance to play a character that is not likable who is flawed who is who is broken um and i i think that that character offers some nice contrast with the rest of the movie they could have written more complex characters for women to play in this film this is not a perfect film and in part tom hanks steals the show because he has the complexity he has a really clear arc yes yeah, and he's got a backstory and, every, and everything. Everybody else, it's like, it's an adventure movie almost. Like, we're here, we're going to get this thing, and the internal struggle is yes. there. But by the end of it, it's like, it's not a night and day thing like it was for Tom Hanks's character. Right. So, yeah, yeah. I, you're totally right on that. Hmm. Uh, favorite moments from the movie? I mean, I know we just talked about Tom Hanks, but I do like the very first scene where he comes in and he pees. And Madonna and Madonna is like, oh, really? How's it going? You know, whenever <laughs> whenever so I pee for a very long time, I do think of Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> so he's had an impact on my life. That's all I'm saying. He's got an impact on your bladder. I like that. 
Love that. Any any favorite uh, moments that are jumping out to you, Jerish? For some reason, I feel like I'm picking up on all the weird ones right now. Uh, in the beginning-ish of the movie, when John Lovitz is at the farm, there's this moment where John Lovitz is leaving and Laurie Petty chases, chases him down. And they're like talking... And he's, like, trying to talk to Lori Petty, and then the cow, like, makes a sound. Will you and he shut kinda, up? He loses his temper at the cow. <laughs> yes. And for some reason, I just saw that, and the first time I just went, like, like I just, my ne- my face kind of just, like, moved backwards into my skull, and I squinched my face and went, why was that in there? <laughs> <laughs> I wondered if that was improvised. I would put my money on that. Yeah. I bet. That was, that's good good comedic timing for for Johnny Lovitz. Friends, I think we're I think we're ready. I think we're ready to give 1992's A League of Their Own a rating. Morgan, would you like to head us off? Would you like to give this movie a <laughs> be kind and rewind or an eject and reject, baby? Well, I say there is crying in baseball. There's lots of crying. There's a whole movie's worth of crying in baseball. (laughs) And for that reason alone, and for other reasons as well, I would recommend that people do be kind and rewind to a league of their own. Yay! Josh, what do you think? Uh, I just give this a straight up be kind and rewind. Very easy. Yeah. Uh it's I don't I don't know what where else you could get. I mean because it's it's got a little bit of everything in it. It's a very, you know, it's a it's a strong feminist movie and it's one involving sports which I mean, I can think of a couple, but like to have one in the 90s with this cast where it's like really handled well. Mhm. Uh I don't know if there's a substitute that I could I could that I could even kind of like compare it to. So, yeah, watch this movie. Yeah, definitely. It's so good. Yeah, I would I would definitely have to give this one a be kind and rewind as well. Um, it, to me, it's a classic. It's it's one of the best just sports movies that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, I'm I'm sure that we'll watch more sports movies for the podcast, but you know, like Josh just mentioned. None of them are going to be from the same feminist lens. It's all going to be like major league or, um, you know, other other ones. Or the Christian one. Yeah, the <laughs> angels in the outfield. Um, but uh, but yeah, and with saying that, I don't really have any recommendations for for what people should watch instead of this movie. Morgan, do you have any? I do. I have a couple of recommendations. All right, hit them. Oh shit. Um, so if you are looking for another film that touches upon the history of the All-American Girls Professional Baseball League, then I would recommend watching a movie that came out on Netflix just this year called A Secret Love. It is a documentary about two elderly women, Terry and Pat. Terry used to play for the Peoria Red Wings. So she was actually a part of the the history that is covered in A League of Their Own and fictionalized for A League of Their Own. Oh, wow. And so the story of Terry and Pat is that they met and fell in love in the 1940s, um, around the time that Terry was playing. And they lived together for many years, um, saying that they were just friends, sharing living expenses. 
And it wasn't until they were in their 80s and were experiencing a lot of health issues that they decided to disclose their relationship to friends and family. Oh my goodness. Um, wow. And I love I, I love that this documentary not only talks about the history of the All-American Girls Professional Baseball League, but that it also brings in the issue of sexual orientation, of homophobia, yeah. of the pressure to appear straight and to appear feminine, just in general as a woman, but especially so as an athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. And I, I think that it is a slice of, of history that is worth watching, and it's just like a league of their own, a tearjerker. Um, So that's my first recommendation. My second recommendation is if you are in the mood to watch a feminist historical piece, watch 2016's Hidden Figures. And that's a film about African-American women working as mathematicians for NASA in the 1960s. Um, And one of those women was Katherine Johnson, who calculated flight trajectories. And she played a big role in making sure that humans got into space and safely were returned back home. Did you see that movie, Josh? Nope. <laughs> just, just white people movies. Just that's white all. People. That's all I watch is white people movies. Yeah, I can. I can definitely vouch for that one. That that's a great movie. Josh, you haven't gotten the chance to make alternative film recommendations. Oh, I never have one. Oh, oh yeah. I have one. <laughs> I've, I, I kind of. I don't get it. Why am I giving them if I like the movie? No, I, just you, watch the movie. I just. I. I wasn't going to. Morgan tried to name you as as giving one. But Sorry, Mor- Morgan, Morgan, Morgan had too, too uh, much. Listen to more episodes. <laughs> Morgan had too much, too much good things to say. Well, Morgan, thank you again for being on this episode of Tapes, Tapes, Tapes. We appreciate it's it. It's been a pleasure. Thank you both for having me. This oh, has yeah. been fun. Of course, yeah. We'll we'll have to have you on again. I'll I'll somehow coerce you into <laughs> to joining again for another um, woman's film. For another- <laughs> It doesn't have to be well, a woman. Have, a, have another memory. <laughs> Just think of another memory associated with the movie. Morgan, you and I watched Iron Giant true. together, right? Right? Okay, good. Um, <laughs> but this podcast, thank you so much, loyal listeners. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Stitcher, Apple iTunes, Google Play, everywhere that you find podcasts. Um, music and audio production is done by Evan Crockett, yours truly. Our artwork is done by Kersey Barrett-Torme. And Josh is our wonderful producer. You want to you wanna let him know the things? Oh, yes. I, I am going to do that. Uh, you can find us. Uh, we're very uh, grateful to our fans. And we do this whole podcast ourselves. Uh, we have a Patreon. And if you feel so... Uh, inspired uh, and you love the show uh, find us on there because we we have some tiers on there that give you nice little perks and we make little things for you we've got merch now if you want to if you want to strut with our stuff strut with our uh, stuff strut with our stuff music no we don't have to (laughs) that's just me going beep a doop okay good uh that's as that's as far as I can say. Talk about <laughs> giving money to two white guys doing a podcast in 2020. Yay. Well, it's not. I mean, well, 
We could talk more about the fee structure later, but we we don't plan on making any money on this podcast. If anything, oh, we, no, no, we no, want to no. give any profits away to, you know, relevant charitable organizations as they come up. But thank you again for listening. Or any people that work on the podcast in the future. Maybe. There you go. Who knows? Maybe we'll get some jabs in this friggin' country. Josh, sing them out. Oh, take me out to the tapes, tapes, bring <laughs> me back the popcorn. If it's a VHS, I can't watch, cause that's a dead technology. Yes, it's tapes, 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 they do it for us. Where are these tapes? It's insane, cause it's one, two, Three ejects out at the old tapes. Oh my god. Yay! (laughs) Bye, everybody. Bye.